All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Max Effort Kitchen Podcast. We have a deep one for you today, so grab a cup of tea, coffee, energy drink, whatever it is uh, that helps you relax and uh, strap it in because here we go. everybody welcome to uh, another episode of max effort kitchen this is the food for thought segment and uh, those of you who have been following me know that uh, these food for thought segments can get a little bit deep and uh, invoke some thought and um, that's what's uh, so great about them so today you know I've been talking a lot about the trifecta and what the trifecta is with Max Effort Kitchen and um, realized that I never really went into where it came from and uh, what it is and why it came about in the uh, fashion that it did come about and where the specifics came from. But um, we're going to start it off with uh, you know, what the end goal was. And the end goal was balance. For me, um, I needed to find a balance in life and a balance in uh, the kitchen, a balance, um, you know, in everything that I do, I I look for balance, right? Because that's what we all strive for. We all strive for balance. And because for, you know, unknown reasons, when we have balance, everything seems to be okay. Everything seems to be just that much better, but uh, there's there's strategy behind that balance. And you know, I really, you know, I got to be honest. The first time I really started to learn about balancing, you know, aside from being on the teeter totter, um, you know, in grade school, but was in the kitchen because you know, balancing flavors is something that is not an easy thing to do, and once you start learning how to take, you know, taste, aroma, and texture, and then combine it with the senses and the art of the food, and watch it all come together, it's just uh, you see the harmony behind that. And I think um, as I was starting to make these recipes and these dishes, and I'm starting to see that it had a story that it hit the the uh the flavors that I wanted that it everything was coming together and it created this harmonious balance for uh the person that was eating it and that not only were was were the flavors balanced but the experience was balanced it was something that uh you know we I really just strived to get not only for them to like the flavor and the taste of the food but I wanted them to like the smell of the food. I wanted them to un- like the textures of the food. I wanted them to look at that plate and see that it was a piece of art. Um, I wanted them to start thinking about like, how did, how did this happen? Why does this taste like this? Why is this melting in my mouth? This is not what I know. And so 
I started to learn about balance through food. And it was, uh, it was quite eye-opening for me. Well, you know, fast forward five, seven years, that balance was there in the kitchen. But it wasn't there in life. And, you know, uh, those of you who know me know that I am constantly, you know, you know, side project guy, right? I'm always trying to do too much. And when I got a taste of, of entrepreneurship, um, that was a moment of time where everything was really exciting in life. And I realized that I can do just or more than just one thing. Um, I can do other things and be successful. Um, I've always been very scared uh, to pigeonhole myself into just one thing. Um, but that's not to say that, you know, that's a bad thing because it's not. And if you're really good at one thing, it's better than being good at like 500 things, right? You're, you're, the quality is going to be better. Um, and I started to learn that actually through uh, work. I started to really learn like that the balance of life all around um, needed to happen in order for me to understand, you know, what is going to make me happy, right? So um, as life went on, I started to build what's called the trifecta. I, <laughs> so funny story, and this is a little side story, you know, I first heard that word trifecta in an episode of uh, Seinfeld. And uh, George Costanza talks about the, his trifecta, which was, uh, I believe it was having, um, you know, relations with a, with a female, eating a pastrami sandwich, and watching SportsCenter. That was like his, like, oh my God moment where it was like, this is my trifecta. This is everything I strive for in life. Pastrami sandwich, you know, relations with a woman, and uh, Sports Center. So uh, I, I, I looked at that, and I, I always found that, you know, really funny because pastrami sandwich is like my favorite meat. It's really the sexiest of meats. Um, that's a whole nother podcast. But um, I, I started seeing that, and I was like, oh, I like that. But why do I like the trifecta? Why do I like three things? And um, I've put enough menus together for restaurants and um, specials and stuff like that uh, and for, like, caterings and, you know, special events. But I've put enough together to know that there is an efficiency in um, building a plate with three ingredients, in having an appetizer that has three of the things on there. Maybe there's three meatballs. Maybe there's three breadsticks. Um, so I started to look into that. Like, why? Why, are, why am I doing these three? Why, why have I been taught to use uh, three as an effective tactic on a menu? And I began to uh, really dig in deep to that. And I found there was this uh, TED Talk that I came across. It was called The Power of Three. I think it was by a gentleman named Mark Moore. I could get that, that could be wrong, but I think that's what it was. Uh, just Google the power of threes and it'll come right up. And he talks a lot about it. You know, I think it's like a 12-minute TED Talk. Um, 
or at least that's what the YouTube video that I watched was. And this was quite a, uh, was a little bit ago, but I found, or I listened to what he was saying and there, there's something about, uh, the number three that makes it more efficient and memorable. You know, the real, the real definition of the power of three is any idea, event, thought, characteristic, uh, sentence that is presented, that is presented in three is more memorable and it's more efficient. So I started thinking about that. I'm like, what does that really mean? You know, they just gave me like five care or five things and said, that's all memorable. So as I started listening, you know, he breaks it down and, and, you know, number one, right? Everybody wants to be number one. Everybody wants to be the best, but there's only one. Okay. So, you know, automatically like, okay, yeah, you got the best. That's your slot. Then you move on to uh, number two, like the number two. Number two is, is the binary number. It's got best of both worlds, right? It's positive and negative. It's right and wrong. It's really the best of both worlds. So, you know, two is really the, uh, the efficient number, that's, but it's also striving to be number one. Now, if you look at three, you know, so many things in our life come out in threes and we remember them. You know, like uh, the three little pigs, the ABCs, um, you know, three pointers. A field goal is three points. There are three bases. Three strikes you're out. Um, 3D movies, the three musketeers. I mean, I could go on. There, the number three is riddled within our life. And it's always with the things that we remember. Um, and, you know, there was uh, some neuroscientist, I hope I said that right, some neuroscientist that came out and said, you know, our brain likes, you know, the way our brains work are in patterns. There's three parts of our brain. There's the front, the middle, and the back, right? And they all do very distinct things within our body um, or within our head. But our brains work most efficiently off patterns. And three is the most basic pattern there is because two's not a pattern, one's not a pattern, but three is a pattern. So thinking of that, like, okay, how can I apply that to life? Like, how can I apply that to me and make me more efficient? Well, um, I started digging a little deeper and, you know, I knew that I wanted to make my life, um, you know, efficient, happy, all that stuff. I, I didn't want to be the guy that did 500 things. I wanted to be the guy that, you know, did three things really well. I wanted my work, my health, and my time to be, you know, front and center. You know, time to me equaled personal life. Uh, health to me equals weightlifting. And then, you know, work to me equals financial. So those are the three things that um, really are coming together, okay? So I'm starting to really put those together. Like, okay, let's drill this stuff down. Let's, let's make, you remember like when you made an outline in, in high school or college for, you know, a report, you're drilling down the, uh, what, you know, the specifics of the idea, 
you know, you're, you start with the broad and then you, you really drill it down to the specifics of what you want this report to talk about. So um, I, I heard this really cool uh, idea by a gentleman named Abraham Maslow. And I hope I said that wrong. I'm horrible with names, people. But Abraham Maslow says the hierarchy of basic human needs is to have some, someone to love, something to do, and something to hope for. Again, in, in the power of three, right? So I'm going to say that again. Someone to love, something to do, and something to hope for. So I took that, that basic idea and I said, all right, well, how can I apply that to my life health time thing? You know, and I'm starting to, I'm starting to build that spider web of like what it means to me, right? Um, if you want to dig deep into uh, another thing, M, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. talks about a three-dimensional life. And this is something that could take up the entire podcast, so I'm not going to dig deep into this one. But the three-dimensional life is equivalent to length, width, and height. And um, I'm going to let your brains roll with that one because that's a really, really cool one. And I, I highly recommend you go out there and dig on that one because that's a fun one. But I'm going to focus on Abraham's here and, you know, something to love, okay? So that's, that, to me, that equates as my family, my kids, my wife. Um, the, the people who make me whole, I need someone to love. Okay. So there's the first part of my trifecta family. Okay. Next trifecta piece is something to do. So something to do, something to do. Okay. What, what's something to do? I like, I like to build things. Um, <clears throat> I like exercise. I like what it does to my body. I like how the psyche and all that, what that goes with it. But, oh, there it is. Weightlifting. That popped in my life. It was something that I could not ever even imagine um, perfecting, right? It, it was a challenge. But yet doing the challenge um, created good feelings, brought good people in my life, um, provided structure within an exercise. You know, I think about it and oh, 2004, 5, 6, somewhere around those, those years, I remember I used to work at a, a private tennis club and I was the, uh, the manager of the front desk and the little deli in there. And that was like one of my first management jobs, right? And the beauty about working at a private tennis club is they had a full gym, they had lap pools, they had, I mean, they had everything. This place was bougie on bougie and I loved it. Shout out to West Hills Racket and Fitness Club, by the way. Um, place was awesome. Met some amazing people there. But I always remember like I would get off of work and I'd immediately go into the gym and I'd just start like, you know, doing like curls and bench and, you know, some squats and, you know, some inclined dumbbell press and didn't really know why I was doing it. And then I'd go like swim some laps and, and then I, (laughs) there was one day I was out on, on one of the tennis courts and I was doing suicides. (laughs) <laughs> for those of you who don't know suicides are is where you, it's where you pick a line you start at the beginning of the court you run to that first line run back to where you started run to the second line run back to your and you're, it's a sprint right and you do that for the length of the court and usually there's three four lines or whatever and I, I was doing those 
and it was hot out. I had my shirt off, and it was like, yeah, this is, this is it. I'm getting great, you know, feeling great after this. And, you know, I'm, I'm drinking my water. When I'm done, I'm sitting down. I'm just hanging out. And one of the members comes by, and he goes, what are you training for? <laughs> well, I looked at him, and he goes, I go, I don't know. And he goes, well, I wouldn't want to do that. And just kind of walked away. And, you know, there was a, <laughs> it was a profound moment because I didn't know what the hell I was training for. I was, you know, past my football years. I was past my um, going out and partying years. And I was trying to get, like, in better shape. And I enjoyed exercise. And I enjoyed working hard. Working hard. I enjoyed it. And I still do enjoy it. So... My journey in this world of sports and athletics had led me to weightlifting. Something I could do, something I can do for a very long time at multiple levels. You know, right now I'm competitive, but I'm not going to always be competitive. Um, something I can do, I can teach, something I can do. Ah, there it is. Second one, something to do. So... So far, I got someone to love. I got family. Something to do, I got weightlifting. What's the third one? Third one is something to hope for. So something to hope for. Hmm. Well, food is, is something, <clears throat> it's in my trifecta, right? So it's, it's food, it's family, weightlifting food, or it, it, there's no real um, order in which it goes, but you know, food, family, weightlifting, weightlifting, food, family, all that stuff. But on the third one, something to hope for, something to hope for. So um, when I started cooking, you know, we've all, I've told you this story. I think if you've listened to any of my podcasts that I've been on or, you know, the, this podcast in the beginning, I explain like my journey into cooking and how it started as a necessity. And then it turned into uh, this thing that I was in the industry where I was more front of the house, but I was uh, very much in the restaurant and hospitality industry, and I was, I was excelling at it. Um, and then I went to culinary school, and then I said, whoa, this is it. This is meeting my needs. And if there's one thing that cul- you know, you'd learn in culinary school is nobody graduates culinary school as a chef. Okay, nobody. It just doesn't happen. You know, you could probably go in as a chef and graduate and say, okay, I can get a chef because it's on my resume. But you don't come out an expert. You come out a student, right? You come out just a student with a foundation and with a whole web of um, people and network and, and, you know, all that stuff within the industry. As long as you play your cards right. I know that some people in that school did not play their cards right. Again, that's another podcast. So I came out of uh, culinary school with this extreme drive and want and hope. I was like, all I ever wanted was to be, um, a, you know, a professional in my career. And culinary school gave me that. It gave me that hope of like, you can do this. Here is the here is one of many roadmaps, right? So here is a a way for you can that you can make your dreams happen. 
something to hope for, right? So you get out of culinary school. I started working my way through a couple different restaurants. And, you know, I for the first, I don't know, four years, five years, I was bouncing around because I wasn't settling. You know, I think I stayed at a place nine months, and that was short for me. I didn't like that. Um, but I knew that I didn't like where I was at. And to be able to have that ability to say, I don't like this, I'm going to go get another job somewhere else. You know, because at that time, you know, I looked at it as a job because I was hoping for that nugget. I was hoping for that area of life within your career that brought balance. And I still do. Every day I go to work, I hope that it's a good day. I hope that I can be better. I hope that I can create an experience for a customer that's going to eat my food, that's going to um, go and tell 10 other people um, that I can, you know, provide some support to somebody who once, you know, was me at one point, that I can inspire somebody, that I am um, helping people. So there was my hope, like, wow. Okay, so the three came together. So weightlifting, family, hope. Or I'm sorry, weightlifting, family, food. Those things brought um, my hierarchy of basic human needs. Okay, cool. Well, I got it on paper, so what do I do now? <laughs> that's what I thought. And I was like, oh, it's on paper, so I'm, I'm set, I'm balanced. But no, that's not the case. You know, you, you really got to... You got to f- define what those things mean to you. And that's partly why this podcast started is because I wanted um, through uh, the community, uh, through thought, through um, people uh, and just, you know, have a place where people can have a voice, but also talk about what that trifecta is. You know, again, back to the power of three, uh, let's look at. The, the main thing of three that really brought me there, which was a triangle. The triangle is the strongest shape out there because it doesn't matter, uh, you know, where the weight is distributed because it's always evenly represented. It's like um, the geometric, like, stud, basically. So... You know, we've always known that the power of the... The, the power of three is there, but we've never talked about it. We don't really understand it. And, you know, this is just another uh, platform for me to talk about it and invoke some thought within you. So, you know, what's your trifecta? How will you use the power of three to create balance within your life so you can wake up every day with the idea of happiness? You can get out of bed being happy. You don't dread going to work. You don't dread coming home to your family. You don't dread having to go to the gym. You do it because you love it. You do it because there's passion, there's drive. So take the time to to really think about that. Build your trifecta. Take it to another level. And then once you build it, define it. Take it to the point where 
no one can look at you and say, well, what is that without you having an answer right away? This is what it is. Let me tell you. After a while, people probably won't want to talk to you about it, but you see what I'm saying. Have that passion. Passion is not a bad thing. So get out there. Build your trifecta. Tell me about it. Talk to me about it. Shoot me a DM. You know, Max Effort Kitchen on Instagram. That's the best way of getting a hold of me. Um, this has been a great show. I want to talk to you for hours about this, but I know that I will start rambling and going down avenues that are probably, um, there's not a nearly enough time for this. I think I have a two-hour cutoff, but what I want you to do is I want you to get out there and I want you to think about what we talked about here and, and really uh, explore that. Build your trifecta. What does it mean to you? What's your hierarchy? Use that power of three. All the things we talked about. So I hope everybody has a great day. I hope everybody, all the dads out there, had an amazing Father's Day yesterday. We have such a cool show coming up on Thursday. I am not going to give you any hints, but this person is um, pretty rad, pretty influential in a lot of people's life. And most people in my circle and community know who he is, but I'm really most excited to uh, spread outside of my community and circle. Those of you who listen to this that may not know me or may not do what I do because this person is super inspiring. So make sure you tune in. Um, I'll have it posted by Friday morning at the latest. We are going to record on Thursday and, you know, I do minimal editing, so we get the raw cut of it all. Um, if you want to hear me talk more, I'm a co-host on uh, the PFRS podcast, which is all about entrepreneurship, weightlifting, um, recovery, technique, all that fun stuff. Um, I get to totally geek out with my uh, ho or my friend, Eric Dahl, also training partner, so we get a you know, pretty deep training session in and then we spark up the mics and some things are said. <laughs> so it's a fun time. Um, but thanks for joining me today. I appreciate uh, the, the listen. I appreciate the time and go follow me at uh, Max Effort Kitchen at Instagram. I have a, a fun little thing coming with us some apparel and uh, we'll get there when we do. So everybody have a great day and uh, remember food is love. <laughs>